Welcome to Sewers and Shurikens. I'm your host and Dungeon Master Wyatt, and your crew is... Hey, it's me, bro. I'm Ralph. I play Valentino. Everybody knows me as a super stabber trident boy, and I'm not just saying it every single time so that it gets stuck in your mind like that. That's seriously what everybody calls me. Hey, guys. My name's Cole, and I play Matisse the... The turtle bard, and we're gonna have some fun. Um, yeah, I do. I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and uh, I, I think it's gonna be a good time. Hey, folks, it's Sean playing Emerson, the nerd hippie, I guess, since he's an adventurer slash druid, and he's a bit younger than the other turtles, but he's trying to fit in. Yeah. Do you? Does anybody remember what happened last episode? If you guys want to give us a rundown. If I remember correctly, Emerson was very suspicious of a certain... Was it a gnome? Was it a gnome? Yeah, it was... I honestly can't remember the race. Not that that's super relevant, but yeah, he's a little little jester of sorts. little jester gnome was like telling us to kill him, and then he broke his cart, and Emerson was fairly certain we were dealing with some kind of mimic or some kind of crazy thing, but it turned out not to be the case. Yeah, I'd never lie to you. And so he kept on saying, mentioned something about his, it was a prison wagon, which got Emerson even more suspicious. While the others kind of like tried to help interrogate this guy because Emerson got inside the prison area that we put the gnome after we got the wagon set up and rolling. Mm-hmm. And then got himself strangled, if I remember correctly, or something. Like the the gnome got the upper hand on him, and if I remember correctly, Ralph or no Valentino had to step in and help out. Ralph had to break the fourth wall, and he has to start choking him out. Ralph, the person, stepped through. He showed up at my house and started choking me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Valentino came in. I believe he tasered the gnome. Oh yeah, of course. Yes, that sounds fitting. And then we were... I'm pretty sure I also locked him back up again, and then we just continued on our merry way like nothing happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just unconscious there. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Okay, yeah, so you guys have a good old gaggle full of characters here in your caravan, and you're headed towards the castle. And uh, Ertog, he says, Should be nearing the castle soon. What's up with the secret entrance? Wasn't that a thing, right? Well, it's... It's less of a secret entrance than I'm... Uh, Are we going straight for the main gate? Because that's kind of what it looks like we're doing right now. I, I thought I thought we had to do it at night. That is the main gate. Uh, yeah, we're waiting till night. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Um, but that is the main gate. Right, so we're going right in the main one. No, no, no. We're going to go to the forest off here, and, and I will get you guys over the gate. All right. So yeah, you guys kind of... You near the the surrounding kind of trees and not quite a forest, but a little tops of trees. Uh, and you just park off there with the caravan. You can see this looming castle in the distance here. It's quite impressive. It is indeed slightly shaped like a crescent. So it's more like a semi crescent. I don't know. I wouldn't really call it full one. It's yeah. It's a semi crescent. Okay. Let me get on my lunar chart. It was a bit of a designer flaw. Um, I ran out of fun. I'm pretty sure that's waxing or waning. I'm not sure the terminology, to be honest. 
I mean, you, you sound like you know what you're talking about. I, I, I trust you. My rising moon. Look, I don't know my complete lunar calendar, but I do know every single term. But I, I'm a Sagittarius, so I, I don't know if that helps us get in. Is that a rising or a lowering? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I don't think it applies here. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you guys later. That's a secret for another day. That's, yeah, it's, it's a lore behind a paywall, so. Yeah, we don't have a Patreon, but imagine we did. That's what you'd learn. Yeah. Find him in person, pay him money, and then he'll tell you his secrets. Yeah, here's his address. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so you see Hertog gets out of the wagon, and he starts taking his shirt off his tunic. You guys can kind of see him out the window. Don't look at me, I'm changing. He's trying to show off, he just he didn't even give a warning. Clearly it's a... He's pretty ripped. Not gonna lie to you, it's pretty arousing. He oiled... Nice. Like, why is all the the moonlight's really working for him? I can tell. And you watch as his body collapses to the ground, uh, and he begins to slowly crack and pop. Mm-hmm. This seems like it's a part of it. Not a dance move. He's just he starts to shake and tremble, and his skin begins to stretch and become very pale and white. And you watch as he turns into an adult white dragon. In front of your eyes. An adult one? Not like goes from some type of mystery unmarked being to uh Master slash king. Yeah, just big, big, big dragon. Yeah, he's a big dragon, obviously much bigger than the caravan you guys are currently in. He says This shall get us into the castle. And his breath it kinda stinks. He didn't brush it this morning, but it kind of shakes the whole caravan. He's not going to eat us, is he? They? King? Um. Oh, I didn't realize you were addressing me until that. But no, I'm not going to eat you. Thank you. We have the same goal. All right. You know, the, just the dragon part kind of had me thinking, you know? Yeah, it's kind of unsettling. I get it. Wait, didn't we see a white dragon fly away from the castle earlier? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, you did. I think Emerson is just like that. The beam when he holds up a finger, like he's gonna say something like, "No, no, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know." I kind of want to know. Once the moon fully sets in, you're welcome to climb aboard. Boy, you got some kind of like carriage, or am I just climbing on you? I mean, I didn't think of that, but uh. And he tears the uh, tears the wheels off of the caravan that you guys are currently in, shaking the whole thing. Uh, and he just puts it on his back. Yeah, that's so much easier, bro. I don't know how well it will stay on, but should that be comfy for you? Put one of these spikes through the back and I'll just hold on real tight. Okay, he puts a spike through the back, and it's just, like, cuts straight between your legs. <laughs> it's just, like, going through the whole thing. The top has been ripped off. He's just peeking his head. I just, like, wrap my legs around. Whoa. I think Emerson immediately just fires his grappling hook into the cart we're in and just holds on to and then retracts it. But he's not releasing it. He's just holding on with a grappling hook handle. He's locked in. Okay. And he says, if there's anything you need to do, I would do it now. I won't be able to help you once you're inside the castle. He liked saying we need to go to the bathroom before we go. Yes, uh, the movie's about to start, so grab your snacks. 
Um, did we do a rest yet? Yeah. So if you if you guys haven't had a rest, you can have it now. Yeah. There's pizza in the caravan, coincidentally, so you can heal up. Oh, nice, bro. Okay. That's the only in-flight snack I provide. And close your mouth. There's quite a bit of bugs up there. What if we like bugs? It's literally a food source, bro. All right, then open your mouth. There's plenty of bugs up there. Why did I ask that? I apologize for that day in your city. You trying to imply that you broke our things? No, I think he unleashed the dragon, like, on the city. I was the dragon. Holy whoa! He fought you! It's kind of awkward, but I was quite blinded and enraged at the time. I was sucked from my world, which you now reside in, straight into your world, your city of loud noises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots of traffic. Wait, that was real? Emerson looks back and wait. I thought that was... Well, of course he'd buy that. Yeah, Emerson just saw that covered up on the news. I guess he would have been... It was realer than a dream. I feel like Emerson is like, Dad said that was... Why am I believe? Why do I still believe things that asshole said? He said it was a for a movie he was making. Yes, it wasn't a movie, unfortunately. Um, It was a snuff film. Oh, whoa. Do you guys know dragon fucking cars? No. What is that? Me neither. Um, yeah, that was me, and I apologize for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should probably apologize to, like, the mayor. We're, we're fine. Oh, the mayor, the mayor can, can eat it. Yeah, yeah, he can. I like you already. I, I forgive you. Have you seen his tax policies he's trying to enforce? Yeah. Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not my I goal. He treats the sewer, too, man, bro. Yeah, it's quite shitty. And macroeconomics, man. All right, well, if you're all rested and ready for this journey, um... I would like to take you up on the insect thing. Yeah, we'll just open your mouth. Okay, open my mouth. I, I don't just... Well, you don't have to... I'm not in the air yet. Oh. Hey, real quick, before we get going, bros, fins up. Fins up. Okay, and you all fins up as he fins up and starts to uncurl. Emerson fins up? You know, raises his hand? He's not sure what that means. Slap. Yeah, and he starts to uncurl and shake out the old the old rust as he's been in this form for a while here. And uh he begins to take flight. He launches into the air and it shakes you all. Grab onto your seating here for a sec. As uh the jolt of him taking off and he's just flying through the air here and he's he's getting quite high. And he says we shall be making it over the castle shortly. Now the wind is cutting into everything he's saying, so you're struggling to make it out, but he is a dragon, so... Pretty loud. Not too hard. And, uh, yeah, so he's now well above the castle here. And you can see below you now is the castle a little bit closer. You can see there is the guards' towers all around the castle walls. There is clearly a courtyard of sorts. Which you can see there's like a couple humanoids down there. Hard to make it out from this height. But yeah, you can see a couple of things. And then the obviously the interior of the castle, which you cannot see into, but quite a large castle. And he says, all right, I'll leave the rest up to you. You're making us jump, aren't you? I can't. I can't hear you. I'm just getting some insects. What? Insects? Hey, bro, what are you going to do with the prisoner? No. Okay, I jump. Okay. Everton just jumps from that. 
He releases a grappling hook. I trip off. Okay, you you both jump. Does Valentino jump? We're going to Tomato Town. Well, <laughs> yeah, see, Valentino's pretty heavy. Literally kill yourself. <laughs> Valentino's pretty heavy, and he's got zero way to survive a fall. <laughs> so I grab, like, okay, so we're still inside the caravan, right? So, like, there's the cage part. Yeah. Are we, like... This thing's pretty fragile from being broken apart and put on top, right? Yes. I'm going to start breaking the cage out and get everybody to stand on top of the cage. Okay, so you get yourself, the Jester, yeah, and Rachel, mm-hmm. and Flish are all on the cage with you. The Jester is still in manacles attached to the cage. Yes, the Jester is still in manacles attached. So he's not on top of the cage. No, he's like manacled through the, the cage. Okay. So then, like, he's still on the inside, you know? Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so I just start breaking the wood apart off the back. Okay, you break the wood apart off the back. Yeah, and so now I just... We just push the cage off. Here we go. Okay, so so you're going to use the cage as a... (laughs) What are you doing? That's correct. Yeah, we're going to use the cage as a... um, Yeah. Okay, sure. And Rachel, before realizing what you're doing, is... Very confused, and then she, oh, oh, oh god! <laughs> and you just fall with this cage, and Flish is just like slowly hovering down with it. The jester is just laughing. Jesus! And uh, yeah, you guys all fall. Yeah. So, for initially, what is Matisse and Emerson gonna do as you guys fall? Is there a spot you're aiming for? I think Emerson. As we're falling in the cage... I mean, you're not on the cage. You already jumped. Oh, okay. So you can just see this giant cage above you, hurtling towards you. Yeah, you've already started falling, and you can just hear smashing above. And at this point, the dragon is gone, if you happen to look up. Like, it's flying off. It's not disappeared, but... How easy is it to hear people when you are falling, like, through the sky, like... I would say that you and Emerson are quite close together, so you guys can probably hear each other. Okay. Just roleplay like you can. Uh, Emerson! We do have the bandanas, too, so we can still communicate. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're struggling to communicate, and then you're just, wait, oh, wait, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll calmly put my hand over my bandana like it's uh, walkie-talkie. Like, okay, guys, I have an idea. I, I kind of forgot that fall damage exists. It's not a video game, so when we get close to the ground, I have a spell that I just learned, and I think it's going to save us, okay? But I don't know, so if you don't trust me, then just do your own thing. No guarantees. And don't blame me if you die. Look, bro, I kind of committed with this cage. I, To be honest, I'm not sure what's going to happen when this thing hits, but I'm pretty sure it's not good. You guys have to be, like, really close to me, so try and dive, like, after me. I, I don't know. I love the idea of you just hurtling to your, towards your death, and then this giant cage is above you, and it's just getting even like closer to you guys because it's so heavy. <laughs> so I have an insane thing I'm, I think Everson is going to prepare to do based off of uh, ruling you gave, Ian. Okay. So I think Everson is going to hold his own bandana. He's moving towards him. Okay, if it doesn't work, I have a plan. Just don't panic. Okay. Okay, so you guys are all, like, somewhat close to each other right now. 
and you can see like everybody on top of the cage holding onto the cage as you're all sort of falling near each other. What Emerson is planning on doing if yeah, I've got a timer set for impact. If Maltese's spell doesn't work, he's saying like everyone grab onto the cage. Anyway, if the spell doesn't work, he is going to he's gonna grab the cage, he's gonna cast fall on the cage the last minute and change direction of gravity to be horizontal. Okay. We're still going to be moving as fast. By doing that, it'll scrape against the ground because part of the, the thing for fall is if you're moving along a surface, it will negate the fall damage because it'll slow us down before we hit a sudden stop. Okay, sure. So you're you're casting that now? Once you get once you get near the, the squishing zone? They're both kind of cast spells. Yeah, because the idea he's having is he figures we'll probably still fall. He's dead. He's dead. He, he hit the ground. <laughs> Shit, we ran out of time, Emerson. Wait, wait, what? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's alive. All right. Okay, so let's start with Matisse, as Matisse is going to hit the ground first. Okay, I have one question, which will affect what spell I use, and neither might work. Do I see any vegetation, like, in, in the general area? And it's okay if there isn't. There... Okay, there is some vegetation in the courtyard, which is roughly where you're falling above. Okay, then this might this might work. Uh, it's kind of a hail mary. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a little leaf out of my turtle shell and I'm gonna casually drop it in the general courtyard, and I'm gonna cast plant growth. Okay, sure. So what it does is. There's two uses, and I'm going to use the first one. It has a range of 150 feet. It's one action, and I choose a point within range. All normal plants in a 100-foot radius centered on that point become thick and overgrown. And a creature moving through the area must spend four feet of movement for every one foot of move. So I, that won't really apply, but I'm hoping that it's going to create a bit of cushion, and we might not die. Okay, so now all the moss that was there and all the, the sprouts of grass and weeds have just created this, like, fluffy bed of vegetation okay guys aim for the aim for the green <laughs> if you see gray you're probably dead is it stone um yeah so if you're going to do your reverse gravity do you do a roll for that or is that instantaneous normally it's it's a self spell but you ruled i could actually cast it on other people by touch so it's just an instantaneous thing if it's that it doesn't have a roll Okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, so you cast it and help with the impact of this cage as it hits into this cushiony grass. So everyone can make a strength saving throw. I grab Rachel to help her, too. Okay. Okay. The ghost also grabs you to help you. My strength saving throw is going to be 14. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. You hit the grass and you're fine. I got a natural 20. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Valentino actually, like, did a flip as he landed. What was the roll again? That's a strength save. Okay. That is a non-natural 20. Okay, your bones don't snap. You made it. All of you guys make it. Uh, I'm going to check on... Oh, yeah. Rachel's fine. Lish is unaffected. The ghosty bastard. And, um... The cage has, like, completely cracked and been destroyed underneath you guys. And then does the jester just fall delicately into the grass? The jester is not there. Yeah, of course. Uh, 
I liked him. He was totally trustworthy. He was pretty trustworthy, so that's unfortunate. I grabbed the manacles again. Uh, yeah, okay, so you grab the manacles. They're, like, locked. Can I, like, push... Are they the type that I can, like, push them through now that there's nothing in them, or...? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, so you guys are in this courtyard, and you can see there is a bunch of plague rats here within this thick, grassy area you've created. And immediately, they've noticed you. Yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of obvious when you crash into it like this, especially <laughs> with the heavy cage. Um, and the loud, resounding crash it made. Mm-hmm. And you can see around you these these plague rats, the grass, and then there's some sort of, like, a pole that's in the ground behind all these plague rats. And shackled to the pole oh. is Kakar. Oh. Hey, bro, they pulled that man. And he is bound and gagged and clearly very beaten. Yeah, he's not looking very good, guys. I don't remember him having all those bruises. Is there anything uh, left of the cage that resembles a shield? I would say you can take you can take a bonus action to pick up something as a shield, and we are going to roll initiative, though. Guys, I, I know it's... I think that Emerson seeing a Valentino look for a shield, he just takes off his ricocheting shield and just chucks it over. Oh, damn. And it ricochets off him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. And it bounces away into the atmosphere. And I think he, you see him pull on this weird steampunk-looking gauntlet that kind of does like a distant pop back, and he's like, all right, I'm ready to rack. That was cool. That was cool. I am actually impressed. Matisse is impressed. Oh, also, guys, I... I know it's a bad time, but I just thought of this. I've, I've heard of a, of a leap of faith, never a leaf of faith. Am I right? <laughs> anyway, let's try not get killed out there. And, and Flish is like, my fucking dad is literally over there beaten. You're going to make a joke? Um, You've never seen him before, Flish. Everybody Romaine calm. Uh, dude. God. <laughs> I'm sure he's rooting for us. Please. Long time no see. That's it. I'm fucking ending the podcast. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Let's do it. Oh. Okay. What's everybody's initiative? I'm waiting for the battle music to start. Okay. It starts. Okay. I'm ready. Boop, beep, beep, ba, boop, boop. Oh, it's pretty good. I, I think Everson slaps the back of. What's the name of his dog? I can't even. Rex. Rex. He slaps the back of Rex and it like speakers pop out. Okay. That's. That's. Yeah. Starts, he starts busting on a move. My initiative is 14. I got a 10. Okay. Mine! Oh, guys, it's another non-natural 20. This is the best I've rolled on the podcast in a while. <laughs> okay. Woo! Um, woo! Woo! So, it is going to start with Emerson. As you take in this scene, the plague rats are pretty, well, confused. But they've all seen you now and taken notice, and they're trying to kind of pick themselves up, dust off the confusion, and they're heading your way. Mm. There is five of them. That's it? It's just like five dudes in a courtyard with one man on a pole? Yes. So there is also, like, there's doors leaving the courtyard into the main castle as well. But no, there's only five five guys, burgers, and fries. Mm. Uh, we're not sponsored, but I would. I would eat that burger. I would eat the fuck out of that burger. And those fries. Aren't they like peanut oil? Yeah, they are. I'm a, I'm a munch. Let's just go. I'm, I'm going to order some right now. Let's let's end the let's end the podcast and go to five guys. Yo, 
Stop, bro. You're gonna... Hey. Hey, do far. Dude, I'm hungry now, bro. No, I haven't eaten all day. They they barely let me out of the cage here. Do you think the car's a burger guy or a hot dog guy? If I was to tell you, I'd have to kill you. You metagaming. Surprise, we all know. It would be metagaming, cool. It's gonna ruin the podcast if you know that without asking him. Okay, that's fine. You can ask him if he lives. So yeah, Emerson has already thrown the shield, and what else are you doing? I am to check if I have anything that has a bonus act. No, I... I think he's gonna run forward. Okay. And... It is difficult terrain. Not that it really matters, but there's very large hunks of grass, grass that you're pushing out of the way to get to these playgrats. Oh yeah, is my talking my shield to Valentino, does that come as an action? I would say no, just because you said so before initiative, so it could be a reflex thing you did. As soon as you noticed there was playgrass. I think I'm going to run into the debris and I put a playgrass a finger as I cast Thorn Whip. You whip him. And send a long, fine, like whip covered in thorns. I think I grab up a bunch of the leaves from the terrain, hold it up in my hand, I crunch it, and I flip them out with the gauntlet finger okay. as a vine stands out of the leaf and just lashes at him. Sure. And is he making a save or are you rolling to hit? It's a roll to hit. Okay, go ahead. That does not hit. That's a nine. Yeah, so that misses. So he might have liked it. I don't know. It's hard to say, but it never hit him. So it whips past him. You whip. And uh, he tempted fate and rolled the same dice as the last two good rolls. He pulls out this long sword. Uh, these are the first couple plague rats that you guys have seen that are dressed in knight's armor. Hmm. So he pulls his sword, and he smiles wickedly. It's pretty wicked. I hate it. I hate it. And it's Matisse's turn. Okay, are they all kind of grouped up still, or have any of them dispersed? Yeah, so there's two uh, standing sentry swords drawn in front of Kakar, and then the other three are kind of near each other, heading your guys' way. One that was almost whipped. Are they in an ominous triangle? And, like, one of them is left-handed so that their weapons are pointing at either side. Oh, yeah. They've clearly been practicing these battle formations. It's... Fuck, man. Not only is it ominous, it is indeed a triangle. Good. It's an ominous circle. Sorry, that did something for me. I'm ready again, though. Okay, are the triangle guys within a 20-foot cube of each other, or is the most I could get with or would be, like, two people within? Yeah, they're, they're within each other. They're very much in shape. The triangle guys, which I appreciate. I, I like I like triangles. Good shape. Strongest shape, actually. But anyway, I'm going to cast also one of the, the other new spells I got, which is Nathera's Mischief. Ooh, how mischievous. Are they within 60 feet? Yeah, they are. Okay, so bouquets of flowers just start popping up all around them. Aww. It looks very nice. Little daisies, little roses and stuff. Okay. That's cute. And maybe they like them, I don't know, but they do. what happens is when they look at them, each creature in the cube must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or be blinded until the start of your next turn as the flowers spray water in their face. That's fucked up. Hey, <laughs> uh, what's your save, DC? I got a 13, a 14, and a 5. 13, 14, and a 5. My spell save, DC's 14. Oh, okay. So that means one passed and the other two fail. 
Okay. So the other two get a bunch of rose water in their eyes and they're blinded until my next turn. Ah, fuck! Ah, ah, they smell so nice! <laughs> it wasn't so rosy, was it? Their cheeks get really rosy. And okay, guys, you probably hit him now because that's, that's all I could do. Your car looks up at you guys, fear in his eyes, and it's Valentino's turn. Mm. All right, so did you you distracted like two of them? Yeah, they're blinded, so you can. I don't. I don't even know if, if that makes them easier to hit or anything like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's worth a shot. Just trying to see, I guess. Okay, well, I'm gonna like charge through into the front. So I'm like up at them, okay. and as I'm running towards them. I'm going to use one of my attacks to uh, throw the shield, like a uh, bowling. Ooh. Knock them all over. <laughs> so you have advantage because they're blinded. Yes. Okay, here we go. Blinko. 18. 18? Okay, that hits. Okay, a bonk one. Bonk. Are you kidding me? What? Literally the one dice I don't have. Oh, the dice ran away. No. How cute. Google, please save me via dice. Quick use dndiceroller.com. Here I go. That is sponsored. Quick break the fourth wall. No, it's not sponsored. No, it's not. But it could be. You're just rolling the dice. Snake eyes. Snake eyes. Burgers and fries. Okay. That's a nine for damage. A nine. Yum. Okay. Then I attack him. Well, do I get any of them? Do I... Do I bonk any of them over? Do you bonk any of them over? Yeah. One sec, I'm just doing my, my math. Okay, so... Um... I mean, you don't knock any over, but you can hit one. So yeah, I'll like... I would hit, like, the front one and then bounce the shield back at me. Okay. And then... It's epic. Yeah, it's pretty pretty radical. And then I get to use my second attack now. Okay. So... I'm going to stab that same guy with my spear. My trident. I, I imagine it like Captain America. You throw your shield as you're running and then yeah. you run right into him as you catch it. And it like bounces back and I catch it and I flip up into the air and like, you know, I rest my arm on the shield as I'm catching it and use the momentum. That's pretty epic. To like flip myself over. So I do a flip move as I spin and stab the trident into the guy, and he instantly dies, and I kill all three at the same time. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, roll the hit. <laughs> if you fail, then you're going to fail that entire action. It's a 17. Okay, yeah, you hit. So you do your whole flip over, and you stab into him. Dude, sick. That's, it's pretty fucking sick, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> really hot. God. Okay, and then I do uh, 8 damage. Wow. Dude, that's a lot. That's pretty good. That's that's more than seven. That's pretty mediocre, kind of, really, honestly. Yeah, it stabs into him, and a, a lot of his armor is dented from the shield, and you just pierce through his, his metal armor with your spear here now, your trident. Got it. And it's now their turn. Ugh. Okay, so the three that are there, they're going to have disadvantage because they are blinded. It's blinded until your turn, right, Cole? Yeah, until the start of my next turn. There's a lot of rose water. They just keep spurting. Okay, so one of them misses you. A second one does a 15 hit. Valentino. See? Yes. Oh, no, sorry. Okay. And then they both swing again. 
Does a 19 hit? A 19 does hit me. Does a 23 hit? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So they get two hits. Let me roll for that. So you take 14 damage as they both flash into you with their swords. And the, the only one that wasn't blinded is just seems to be avoiding their swings and trying to find a way he can dive in between them and hit you. In which he does. With a 20. Oh, come on! With a 20. I'm not even lying to you here. Okay. So he definitely hits you. And he does 12 damage. Okay. And uh, I'm going to say his first attack there was him trying to avoid their swings. So he only hits you the one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It hurts. You sure you don't want to just add one more on there? I mean, if you want. It feels like you do. I think I'm actually okay. Okay, then they don't. And the two that are standing sword drawn by Kakar now have dropped their swords to the ground. They clamor and they pull out a crossbow each. Oh. One's going to shoot at Rachel. That's not cool. And it is going to hit. Oh my god. We'll see if Rachel's hit points can survive that. It is max damage. Not going to lie to you. Oh. It wasn't a 20, but I did roll max damage. Wait, is Rachel close to me? Yes. Can I block it with my shield then? Uh, I think that has to be a fighting style. If you have that fighting style, it's like called protection or something. Mm. Unless, unless Y just wants to do it for flavor. I would say no. I can force disadvantage. All right, sure. That that's the one that I have. I don't have protective fighting style, but I do have force disadvantage. Why don't you roll a d6? I got a six. Oh, okay. So I did roll an additional die. It actually was higher than the last one. Oh, no. So it does still hit, unfortunately. So you see this bolt, this crossbow bolt, shoot past Valentino, and you try to, like, glance it off with your shield, but it actually goes through the shield on the side. Very powerful bolt and stabs into her. Mm. And immediately she crumples to the ground. Ouch. I don't know how she'd react. Falls to the ground in a very messy, bloody... No. Cool. And the other one is going to shoot at Emerson. Does a 17 hit? Yep, a 17 hit on the natural armor. Okay, and that's five damage. Okay. It pierces your little your little green flesh. And then it is going to be Emerson's turn. I, I think Emerson is looking back and forth between the plague rats and Rachel, and he's like, uh, uh, shit. Matisse, should I go on offensive or heal? Believe in your heart, but probably offensive. Alright, alright, alright. There's not mushroom for mistakes. Hey we, we need we need like a like a goal alarm. Like a blah Yeah. Need that. Somebody edit that in. Yeah, really blow our lore listeners' eardrums out. Yeah. All two of them. Emerson spits in his hand and rubs together and then beats the hand with the spit backwards and he goes, chill out, you son of a rat. I don't know. You son of a rat. <laughs> you son of a rat, son of a bitch. <laughs> and I want to toss an ice knife at the five rats in front. Okay, sure. So that's going to be a ranged spell attack. And the ones in front are still one that's going to be advantage, right? Uh, yes. Look at you remembering. Okay, that is a 17. Okay, that hits. All right. And then the best part is now I also need a deck saving throw from every creature within five point of the one I hit. Oh, okay. As, as the shard explodes. Including the one you hit? 
Actually, you're right. Yeah, they have to do it too. A nine, a twelve, and a seven, and I'm retiring that dice. Yeah, that they they all fail. Yeah. Well, shit. Well, so the initial knife does ten piercing damage. Okay. And then I am using a second level spell slot, so this is going to be a couple d six. That is ten cold damage. Oh shit! Eh. Nice. Good stuff. And all three. Okay, so the one that you initially hit with it falls to the ground, clutching at this icy wound that is spider-webbed out to his whole body and froze his armor. He just collapses, and the other ones, they kind of get shooken a little bit as it, it launches ice at them, and they're definitely feeling it. And it is going to be Matisse's turn. Okay, so apparently Nathair's mischief lasts a minute. So what I can do is I can move it. It's weird. I, I looked it up because it sounds confusing. So it doesn't count as an action to redo the spell and to move it, but it has to apply even if my allies are in the sphere. Oh, I see. So Valentino, I'm wondering if is Valentino towards the center, or towards the edge of the sphere. If we assume I put it in the center of the triangle formation. If you put it in the center of the triangle formation, I would say. He's like inner edge. Okay, so I'm going to move it so he's outside of the perimeter. And then, I mean, it's hard to say without a map, but if it still affects one or two guys. I would say it still affects two. Okay. It's a spearheaded triangle right now. Okay, okay, I'll do that. And then I have to roll a d4 for, it's kind of a fun spell. You get like a little random effect each time. It does sound fun. So, okay, so I rolled a one, which is the smell of apple pie fills the air, and each creature in the cube must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or become charmed by you until the start of your next turn. Okay, uh, so we have a eight and a 17. They both go, oh, that apple, that's really apple pie. Okay. <laughs> They're very rat-like human noises that appear up at that and it's like apple pie, and one of them was no, no, it's a, it's a trap, right? It's 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 a rat trap. It was no, it's apple pie. Okay, so <laughs> the one who rolled an eight, I guess, has the charmed condition, which I think it means he can attack me with harmful abilities, but he can attack other people. Yeah, I'd love that guy. He he's bringing apple pie into the into the fight. <laughs> he can't be a bad guy. Right. It's like no, no, dude, it's a it's a trap. It's one of those glue traps. No, it's it's apple pie. Okay. Okay, and then the other one, because I still have my action, so the one that succeeded while he's whiffing some apple pie, I'm going to move a bit closer and get within range to throw a throwing star at him. Okay. Sick. Finally a shuriken. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to roll, and it's not great, but maybe this DC. Okay, wait one sec. Hmm. No, maybe it is apple pie. It's hard to kind of say. What if it was apple pie? Only a 10, so I'm going to assume that doesn't hit it. That, like, just cuts one of his whiskers off. Okay. Is his mustache whisker. It cuts it off, so it doesn't hit him, but it hurts him, like, emotionally, because he's going to have to go home to his wife now, and he didn't ask for it to be cut, and it's kind of awkward. Now he has to cut the whole thing. Okay, that sucks. Or otherwise, he'd be rocking a Hitler stash because he'd have to even it out. Right. Okay, and then with my bonus action, I'm just gonna. Don't apple pie! 
He's going to give Valentino a bardic inspiration for one minute, or ten minutes, until he uses it. What do you what do you say to pump him up? Hey man, um, you got hit a couple times, but you're looking good out there, champ. Just aim for the aim for the groin. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was that good? Yeah, that works. That was really good. That works for me. If you smell pie, there's no pie. Don't give away. You smell pie, swing high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have a D eight to use for any attack roll or saving throw or anything like that in the next 10 minutes. Give me the one die I don't have. Thanks. Son of a bit. I'm sorry. Hey, use D&D, D&D DiceRoller.com. Please sponsor us. I have it. Thanks for sponsoring this episode. Okay, that's, that's the end of my turn. All right. Okay, so it's Rachel's turn. And I did get a nat 20. So that's two successes. Oh, yeah. So she's trying to hold on. She's still for dear life. Oh, I could have healed her in my bed. She's still as hot as you remembered. By the way, that witch didn't have anything on her. Mm, true. And it is going to be Valentino's turn. Uh, I, I've still been looking at Rachel, like nonstop, mock. Glancing back. Basically, nothing's happened to me. I've just been. Is, has she moved? Yeah, there, there's, there's been some breaths. You can tell she's currently alive, just struggling with a bolt in her chest on the ground. So I, I turn back to the triangle of men. Triangle. The triangle. Give myself fighting spirit. Okay. And just start dabbing. I go for dick. Dab and crotch. Oh, you definitely go for dick. Mm-hmm. So, first attack. His name's also dick. Awful. I got a nine. Yeah, that misses. Okay, second attack. He's, he was wearing a jock, so just hit it and rebounded. Oh, shit. Sorry, don't aim high. Don't aim for the groin. I... Okay, that's... Was like apple pie. Yeah, aiming for the groin hasn't been working out for me. That's a fifteen. Okay, that hits. Oh, thank God. Okay. Was like apple pie. Oh fuck! The apple pie trick always works. Nine damage. Nice. Okay, and then I'm gonna axe and search. Okay. Oh, I gotta stop aiming for the dick, dude. Another seven. Oof. Rebound off its crotch. And uh, is that your turn? Yeah. And you see Lish is floating over towards the two that are guarding the car. And he's now possessed one of them. So you can watch as this weird dynamic of one of them going, Oh yeah, I think there's apple pie over there. And the other one's like, what are you talking about? They're killing them. Nah, it's apple pie. And then he just like pulls out his sword, grabs his sword off the ground rather, and goes to swing at him. So they're now kind of in a bit of a battle. They're clutching back and forth here. Nice. And there's no apple pie to be seen, and it is the Plagrat's turn. Ooh, currently Flish is definitely winning that fight, if you can tell which one Flish is. And does a 17 hit Valentino? No. Okay, so one of them swings at you and misses, and another one is going to swing at you and also miss. So enraged, they are going to continue to swing at you. And continue to miss. I'm getting, like, fives and twos. I'm retiring that dice. Uh, they miss a lot. Valentino, he's, like, standing dead still, still looking at Rachel as they swing around him, missing. He's swinging, but he's, yeah, he's just too distracted by the smell of apple pie, where he's like, oh, oh, fuck, he always right in front of me. <laughs> he goes to swing, and they, oh, oh, wait a minute. And it is going to be Emerson's turn. Right? 
Emerson is going to... Going to be the apple pie's turn. Actually, no, I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. It's going to be silly and it's going to be awful hilarious. Let's hear it. Make it silly and awfully hilarious. I think that Valentino... Brain! <laughs> I'm not Valentino. <laughs> That'd be me. You take control of his character. I think that Emerson is going to pull out one of his thieves tool and put it back and look for the... Which one of the Plague Racks look the most intact? Uh, that would be the one that is fighting in front of Kakar. Those two look very intact, and they're fighting each other. Other than that, the of the two that are currently up front in their triangle, well, now it's just their line, because the one died. It's definitely the one that is not apple pied. The one that has seen through the ruse of Granny's cooking. Okay. I think Emerson's coming out. Fish? I'm, I'm kind of busy. And he's like swinging back and forth. Okay, good. I wasn't going to hit you. And I'm going to swing the thieves tool forward and it's a file and I am casting launch object on it. Do the object weighing one to five pounds within range that isn't being worn or carried. The object flies in a straight line up to 90 feet in the direction you choose before falling to the ground. Stopping early against a solid object. I'm going to need a dexterity save. Okay. Uh, does a 14 save? Okay. 14 does save, so the thing so it misses him and it hits the wall and he's like, oh shit. G- good work! Like, he's just like fighting this guy off. They're both going back and forth at each other. I don't know what that did. Also, is that apple pie? Yep, yep. It, it sure is freshly baked, just for you. He almost gets his head cleaved off. What well, sucks? Die! No, it's all good. I'm going to move more forward because I want to start hitting people. I think that uh, Emerson's like, all right, I did my magic thing. It's just the luck of the cards. I need to just start doing the science thing. Okay. I think I'm going to start beating people. I'm going to start punching people with my robot arm. Sure. Is that your turn? Yeah, that's my turn. Okay. And it's now Matisse's turn. Okay, I'm back to the the chaos that is in the fair's mischief. Oh, wait, are you guys both in the cube now? Um, I think I'm still out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I am too. I don't think I go that far. Okay. Well, if you guys are both out of the cube and it's a, at least affecting one person, I guess we'll roll on the table again. See what we get. Oh, it's a different one again. Cute. What do we get this time? A drop of molasses appears and hovers in the cube, turning it into difficult terrain until the start of my next turn. Okay, that's probably the worst one, but still not awful. Okay. So. Where where is molasses? Well, I was asking if Ralph and Emerson. I mean, oh, 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 Valentino and Emerson. <laughs> Ralph steps out again. We're uh, no, no, no. We're uh, outside of the twenty foot cube, which they both said they were. So, like, whoever is still in that cube because I didn't move it. I'm not sure if it hits one person, two. That'll be two still. Okay, so they're just in difficult terrain in that twenty foot cube. Okay, sure. It's so sticky. It's like apple pie everywhere. First you get the pie, then you get the syrup. I told you it's a mousetrap! Bit of a sticky situation, huh? I hate PRs, man. Going back to episode 7. I hate PRs. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go back with my throwing star. Let's just go for the one that... Because I like that the other one got charmed last time, I'll go for the other one again. Okay, sure. Like, I could be my friend, I don't know. If you feed him, that will die. 
I might give him a real apple pie after this. Okay, it's not much better. An apple cream pie. Does 13 hit? Uh, yes. Okay, so that's gonna... I'm gonna unleash a shuriken, and as it's spinning, it's gonna get some light blue flares off of it, and I'm gonna use... Ooh. What's it called? It's called... <laughs> One sec, I haven't used this for a long time. That's a weird name. That's actually what it's called, yeah. Um, it's called Psychic Blades. Ooh. When you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can expend one use of your bardic inspiration to deal an additional 3d6 psychic damage. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to shuriken's 1d4. I'll roll that first. Four. Okay, four plus two is six. Piercing. And then I'll roll... Nice. The psychic damage, which is going to be... Wow, that's really low. Seven. Okay out of 18 so seven psychic and, f- and six piercing yeah and it stabs into his armor and he recoils and he says you're killing us outright and uh he's looking hurt a lot of his armor is pretty busted up and there's blood just pouring out of this wound you created How, how's everybody looking for health you got you guys looking good visually oh yeah so, wait did you say no valentino I've been hit a single time, so the answer is no. Okay, you're fine. No. You're fine. Oh, you're not fine. I'm such a glass cannon. I'm almost dead. Oh, okay. Well, I'll use my <laughs> my bonus action healing word. God. I'll mark the spell. You sounded so sad when you said that, too. <laughs> oh, I'm almost dead. <laughs> like a, I have, like, enough health to get hit once, and then if I get hit a second time, I will be dead. Okay, I'm healing you with a bonus action healing word because you're within 60 feet, so 1d4 plus my spellcasting ability modifier. That's all I got. Okay. But it's something, so it's going to be... Okay, another 4, which is max, plus uh, 5. So you get 9. Right on. That's more than I had. Can I end my turn? Okay. You end your turn. Nice. And I rolled a save for Rachel. Well a fail because her breath gets more and more shallow and keep forgetting about Rachel God you can see Kakar is struggling against his his binds but he's clearly lacking a lot of his energy now from his his communal beatings where everyone comes and just whacks him that's bonus lore by the way you don't even have to pay for the Patreon for that no pay wall and it's Valentino's turn so I think I'm gonna run right towards Kakar now Okay. And try and, like, take him out. <laughs> try and kill him. Try and murder him. I'm going to stab him in the neck. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Valentino has been a plant since episode one of season one. Um, this was always the crew I've been here the whole time. He's an assassin. You just pull off your mask and it's Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're you're going to run past your two attackers that are nearby. Yeah. Okay, so they're both going to get attacked for opportunities. No. What is that? I don't want them to. Are you taking the disengage action and then you're just going to run to it? No, I just don't want them to. Oh, okay. Does a 17 hit? No. Does a 23 hit? Yep. You take 7 damage. No. As one cuts you in the back of your little turtle tail as you're running past him. Okay. I want to get him out of his binds. I want to hear his sweet little voice. Okay. You want to hear his sweet little voice. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what are you going to do to get him out of these restraints? What are they? Are they just like ropes? Uh, they are metal. Mm. So it's just, he's basically being bound by like a, a wire almost. 
like a strong wire that's being bent into the pole, if that makes sense. So is it like something that I could cut, in theory? Yeah, in theory. Hmm. Yeah, see, a comb's not going to help with this one. I guess I'll just beat it, you know? You just beat it, eh? Kind of what I got. I'll just beat it. Okay, sure. Roll to hit it. That is a 16 to hit it. Yeah, you definitely hit it. You don't hit your car. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, just roll your standard damage. Seven. Okay, seven. Yeah, so it tears it about halfway through. You can see there was actually some bite marks on it, which you can assume was before he was bound mm-hmm. and gagged. Um, so, again. yeah, you've got it mostly cut. If you want to take another action to do it, you can. Yeah, I'll, I'll use my second attack. Beat it. Okay. Beat the fuck out of it. Beat round two. Also a 16. Okay, sure. That hits. And this one, six. Okay. Yeah, that destroys it. So it cuts through it fully. Oh, yeah. The wire is cut. Your car, bro. You're free. And his hands are unbound. So I will do his turn when he comes to it. And you watch as Flish stabs straight through the armor of this other guy, ending him. Nice. Fucking killed him! Didn't even use any apple pie! He falls to the ground, and Flish unpossesses the one he's at, and just kind of floats over to Kakar with you. And the one that he did possess previously has just kind of collapsed on the ground beside the other one. Hmm. And it is going to be the two Plagrats, so they're going to run towards Emerson. So does a 25 hit. A 25 does hit. Okay, so yeah, he ran at you with his sword... Uh, and he's going to do seven damage. Okay. And the other one has ran at Matisse. Okay. Uh, does a 14 hit? Uh, that is my AC, so I believe that hits. Okay, so yeah, he does three damage to you. Okay, and then how does that work with concentration? I, like, roll up constitution? A con save, I believe. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what I need to beat, but let's see. Okay, that's probably going to fail. Um, I think it's above 10 you have to get. It's a seven, so my rose nightmare is over. Your rose... No! Where'd the apple pie go? As he's, like, swinging at you. I'll I'll give you some if you spare me, please. I won't. Okay. And it's Emerson's turn. For Emerson's turn, I think he is going to continue to run up. And he is going to try to hit someone with his impact gauntlet. Okay, there's one right beside you that just swung his sword at you. Oh, yeah, I read. Okay. In that case, yeah, he's going to turn turn to them and swing the impact gauntlet at him. Okay. It's very impactful. Roll the hit. Does a 15 hit. Yes. Well, good news, because that, I'm using the special thing for the gauntlet, so I get to do something fancy. Ooh. No. If I basically rake an attack and I forego my proficiency bonus, and it hits, I add double my proficiency ban- bonus to the damage roll. Oh, wow, nice. So as, as he swings this into there... That's impactful. Yeah, so as he swings this into the guy, it's going to do... It's going to do 11 bludgeoning damage. 11 bludgeoning damage, okay. Yeah, that kills him. You just... You crumple his armor and his chest as you hit into him with this gauntlet, and he falls to the ground behind, or in front of you there. Meaning the only one that is left standing is the apple pie guy in front of Matisse. Damn good apple pie. And is that your full turn, Emerson? That's my full turn. I don't have any bonus action. 
Okay. And it's Matisse's turn. Apple pie guy, huh? Okay. I'm gonna don my claws. And they're... I just don't know where you put it. And they're gonna emit a, that same... Not so good. That same light blue kind of flickering energy. And I'm gonna try and swipe at his jugular. Oh, fuck. Okay. Sure. Why not? It's gonna be an 11 plus uh, 3, so 14. Okay, that does hit. Okay, so the claws are... So that's another bardic inspiration, so I only have one left. So 3 plus... It's gonna be okay. So five splashing damage, and then the psychic damage is going to be ten. So fifteen damage altogether. Yeah, that that more than kills him. You cut into him, and ears ears roll down his face as you slash out his jugular. Pie. There's lots of pie in heaven, boy. He drops to the ground, but not if you go to hell. And, um, yeah, you guys beat him. And you watch as two of the, well, the double doors of the castle behind you guys open very loud. And out steps Bruce, the large assistant of Wilson, if you recall. Mm -hmm. Which is very odd because the next thing that he says sounds like it's coming out of Wilson's mouth. And he says, Hello, turtles. <laughs> ring, ring. Looks like it went straight to voicemail again. Well, Valentino, if you're getting this, it's Granny. I just wanted to check. Thanksgiving is coming up, and I just want to see. I think your last message might have got cut off. I just wanted to see when you are looking to come over. Um, how many should I expect? I'm counting seven, but uh, yes, uh, get back to me when you could. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Sewer Rats. Sewer Sensei Wyatt here. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Sewers and Shurikens. Thanks to everyone helping to edit our episodes, including our own member Sean and his Dungeon the Pop Pals. Lord Nerdy Cephalopod, Crest, and Nick. Thanks for listening.